Hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm back. I'm so excited to be here and record another episode of In the Good Company podcast. I love doing it. It brings me so much joy. I love all my beautiful, talented, interesting, intriguing, um, world-changing for better guests. So I'm so happy to be back. I took a little break. I had to launch my company, uh, Good Good Store. Yes, obsession with word good continues. Uh, and my reusable, good for planet and good for you, reusable organic cotton and bamboo gift bags. Um, it's another thing that I just brings me so much joy on to work on this company and to build it and to create my bags. Um, and from what I'm hearing, you love them too. From feedback from everybody who. Um, who purchased one thank you so much so I took a little break I also you know I always say that with this podcast I really um, you know want to make it genuine and I really invite people that I can access and they say of course yes but also that I uh, that are extremely interesting and inspiring to me and and all today's guest is just that and more Um, today on my podcast I have Kiki Robinson Kiki Robinson is an artist and modern witch. Yes, you heard it right. Kiki is a modern witch. She's um, extremely talented. I believe she is. Um, her energy is just beautiful. Her work work is amazing. I worked with her a couple times already. We met a few weeks ago, and 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 she's just she does magic. Uh, let me tell you. Um, so that's why I want to bring her on and and kind of um, share with you her amazing gifts and what she does and maybe break down a little stereotypes and and um, all the things history and 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 kind of our fear or unknown tell us about this craft and and being a modern witch what does it mean and uh, about we are going to talk about altars and and rituals and and what can we do to kind of uh, navigate through these difficult times of pandemic and uh, uh, racial injustice. Um, so super interesting stuff. Um, Kiki is uh, extremely interesting and inspiring and I'm so so excited to bring her on and have this conversation. I hope you'll enjoy it. It's a, uh, you know, I, I'm not striving for perfection here. I just uh, love to have um, uh, interesting conversation with interesting people. And you are one of them, Kiki Robinson. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh my God, I'm so excited to talk to you. I, I, honestly, I, you know, there also for podcasts are, uh, you should do podcasts every week and, and be very consistent. But I really do those only with people who really inspire me and um, I want to bring them to whoever is listening to my podcast and uh, to with people who I truly believe that you know change this world in an interesting way for better too and you are one of them Kiki oh, I'm so I'm so honored thank you so much for having me I'm yeah like I said I'm super excited to be here and to be chatting with you so yeah, awesome. thank you. <laughs> okay, I'm going to just shoot it straight. Kiki, what does it mean to be a witch, modern witch? 
Oh, wow. It's probably a loaded question. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've been having this conversation a lot lately because we are seeing a resurgence and a renaissance of magic at this time. And I truly believe that being a witch is, it's personal, right? It's personal to the person. Um, And there's so many types of witchcraft. There's so many different lineages. There's so many different ways in which to connect. And I, I feel like being a witch is partly really truly being connected to your magic and being connected to like a lineage of also people of all different types of people who also connect to their magic as well. So I see it going um, through the past, so through the lineages, through our ancestors, but also to the future too. So it transcends time and space. And I do feel like witches here have, We all have our different roles. We have our different jobs and everything. But I do see a thorough line of um, disruption and Mm -hmm. and, um, change in the world. So I see, like, as a witch, I believe in change. I believe in, like, creating change. And I believe in helping people heal. I believe in changing the systems, you know, Mm -hmm. of oppression, dismantling, and... um, you know, I feel like that seems to be a thorough line, you know, no matter what pe- people are coming from with their backgrounds or like from what kind of magic they do, because there's so many different types. We want to create change in the world. Right. Right. So, so, so it's a, it's a, um, so then which according to your definition will be a change creator through the connection with kind of like their divine magic. Yes. I love yes. that. Oh my God. And it's a hard job to have because people are scared of witches. And it's not the story of yesterday or today. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I kind of dig into the subject before I was talking to you and I was just so blown away. I knew that there is, you know, throughout the history, you know, first witch we can uh, uh, we can uh, see in Bible there was a story of a witch. Uh, of course, it wasn't a positive story. Uh, um, then obviously Middle Ages, yeah. 1500s when 80,000 people accused of witchcraft. Yeah or being witches were killed. Yeah. And then, uh, mm-hmm. what is this? What, what was it? Salem witch uh, trials. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's just that the history is, you know, people are scared of your profession, what you're doing yeah. and, uh, and not accepting. And I think yeah. it's because it's so hard to explain and, and grasp on some way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like we can see it in history that there's a stigma, right? right? And there still is that stigma, although I am seeing that change, that shift, and kind of people kind of come around to it or like it becoming more like normalized, I guess, in like mainstream. Like we really saw that like um, I feel like in the 90s, there was like a resurgence in um, the late 90s. There was a resurgence and we can look to pop culture, right? Like right. the movies that are coming out, whether like there was like Charmed or like, um, you know, The Craft. And so yeah. we can see those resurgences through pop culture. And then people, I 
I mean, even though it's like through pop culture, I do think that there's an aspect of invitation for right. people to be like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? There's a conversation that started. What does this mean? How do I connect to magic? Is this something I'm interested in? So I'm grateful that there are, I'm seeing, you know, we're seeing more and more kind of like it seeping or like weaving into mainstream. Yeah, and I think people are looking for different uh, different approaches to spirituality and healing. And, you know, we are living yeah. in a very challenging times. Yeah. And I feel people are looking for for new ways to to deal with with this world to heal, to yes. be spiritual, that it doesn't always mean, you know, mainstream religions, which I have nothing against. Um, mm -hmm. uh, however, people are kind of exploring, right? Right. And, you know, it's interesting because, like, when we look at the roots of Catholicism, it's actually rooted, so much of it is rooted in paganism. So it's rooted in earth magic. It's rooted in Sa. the witch's wheel. So yeah. it's because of, um, you know, colonization, there was that aspect of um, appropriation. And, like, you know, the, obviously we know that, like, organized religion, like, there's so many aspects that are problematic, but then we also can see that there's all the, these thorough lines of ritual. Yeah. Um, speaking specifically to Catholicism. So, um, yeah, it's interesting when we can kind of go back in history to be like, okay, yes, but your roots <laughs> are also are... paganism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, totally. I, I feel like, you know, organized religion, like I said, I have nothing against, but I feel like it is form of kind of uh, controlling group of people yes and and, uh, mm. and just so we have like organized world but I think we are growing out of it and our conscious uh, the, yeah. the, the world conscious is waking up to to kind of different stories you know and different uh, different approach to spirituality or, or being here on this earth um, so what is crow song healing Oh, so um, that's what you are uh, using, right? Yeah, so that is actually um, my the school that I went to. I so went you went to, to the witch school? Yes. Um, I love so, it. I saw that. Yeah. Was yeah. it somebody Polish that you learned with? Yes. Um, so Ilva Mara Rajaskuski is my mentor slash my art partner. And she has a school here in Seattle um, where I'm based. And it's called the Traditional School of Magic. So I started going to the school about, I started kind of taking classes there like four or five years ago. And then I went through her program, which is a three-year program. And wow. so we, yeah, it's like a whole in depth. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she goes by Crow Song Healing. Um, and what is so it? she, what's up? What is Crow Song Healing? Um, it's the name that she goes through. Um, so our apothecary, we had an apothecary here in Seattle called Cunning Crow Apothecary. So crows are kind of the theme of the shop theme of the school. Um, oh. So, yeah, and we, you know, I worked at the apothecary as well as a practitioner. And what is apothecary? I'm sorry, you have to, like, explain oh, me sorry. everything here. <laughs> I remember it. 
Um, we sold like herbs and non-traditional oh. medicine, like apothecaries, like, like usually store, a, like a healing. Yeah. Yeah. Herb shop. We had like crystals and tarot decks. Um, but due to, you know, as we know, like the pandemic, there was, you know, a loss of like people coming in person. So we actually just recently closed the shop and now we're kind of building an online kind of oh, space yeah so we're got it to be safer <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so how do you because you uh, we we started out kind of our call with talking about uh, you being an artist and having that side to you too which I want to go back for sure to and we'll talk in a minute but how did you decide to go th- this route you know because like we talked on the beginning it's not an easy route because there's a lot of skepticism and, and stereotype and um, why did you decide how did you decide how this, this story started so um when I was a teenager, so when I was like 16 and 17, I got my first tar- tarot deck. Uh-huh. And so I kind of started dabbling with it. it was, you know, it was just kind of for fun. Like I was like, I had always been really interested in divination and magic. And like I had like crystals when I was a kid and like just kind of enamored with that world. And I got my first tarot deck when I was 17. It was like um, this really sweet, like dream tarot deck. So it Uh was like connection to tarot and dreams. And so I kind of started um, working with the cards and I started getting into reading about kind of like psychic mediumship, magic, Uh and, you know, kind of for the next couple of years until I was maybe about 20, kind of did my own self self study (laughs) Uh and then when I was in my early 20s I kind of I would say I like fell asleep like I just like completely like backed off from it and maybe because of my own internalized stigma around it right Mm -hmm. it's like we also have to work through that when we go down this path and um probably about like our around like 25 I started coming back to tarot started working with tarot again and um tarot was kind of like my gateway into magic magic. and um I started working with tarot in like ritual work and so I started doing rituals with tarot and then I kind of just went down this whole path of like I took like a couple psychic mediumship trainings Mm -hmm. I started working with magic again like after I had left it for a while and so you know my path was kind of like it wasn't linear Um, and you know kind of one thing led to the next and I took multiple different trainings like I was really interested in doing um death death work for a while like um talking to that dead people yeah spirits like death doula ship and um you know death midwifery and that's a lot of what I do with the spirits in my energy work but um yeah. you know it, it kind of all led me to go into witch school so then I went to this program and it really just I felt like I was finding myself. Like I was like, okay, this is it. Like, oh, I that's feel like beautiful. It was so beautiful. I felt at, at home. I just felt so connected. I was coming home to my magic. I I, I went through a profound transformation during that time, and um, 
I'm 35 now and I, you know, over the last like probably like five years just have gone through such a journey with magic. And now, now I have a full-time practice of doing ritual work and healing for other people. Yes. Oh, yes, you do. Because <laughs> that's how we met. I yes. don't remember where I heard about you, but I just had this feeling. Mm. You know, I'm an explorer. I believe in numbers. I love math. I love science. I love passion, Mark Jacobs. <laughs> but yes. I also believe that, you know, personally, I believe that we all have those gifts. And for example, Bill Gates have amazing medium gifts, but he channels them in a different way. Oprah, the same. Like those are very strong, medium, intuitive people who just channel the intuition and their gifts in a different way, right? Yeah. So I I just think that, um, yeah, so so we are all all gifted and it's just how you use it, right? And and how connected you are and how you want to bring it to the world. And and so I heard about you on the podcast. I think it was on Lacey Phillips. She mentioned you. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. she mentioned a few people before, but when she mentioned you, I was like, hmm. And I, I kind of was like, it was coming back to me that I should reach out to you and check it out because I am in the process of kind of like bigger transformation and a lot of healing. And I'm looking for different ways. I'm open-minded and keep being open-minded and 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 looking for different ways to to kind of heal and 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 uh, find myself. Mm. And so I reach out to you and we had a couple sessions. One session in the middle of Chicago in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the best place to have a session in the car. <laughs> and, you know, it, it was magical. Like both times it was, I don't know. I never, I'm, I'm not scared of you or anybody who practices, um, uh, you know, who uses the gifts in that certain way of healing as a witch or medium or what, what I don't know. I don't know what you know, use the wrong word because <laughs> I don't know if it, uh, what the real difference is. But it was an incredible experience. I can't really describe it. It was just like re- relief, release. Certain things pop up in my mind. Certain people, me in a certain way. It was just a beautiful experience of like uh, the, the the healing that you cannot really describe. You only can go through it because I feel like it's just so so um specific to each person right because it depends on what you're hearing and what is happening so it was it was really beautiful so the song that you song uh, sang during that session was that the crawl song healing practice like was that the the crawl song yeah i think i sang um Savole. I think it was just like Savole, ale, ale. Is that the yes. one? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. that was that. Yeah. yeah. It's just like la la la. Um it's just like oh, great. I'm, but I'm 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 using Golder, so I'm using like um calling on the spirits, calling on the magic through song. And um I did learn that in in which school we sing it all the time. But it's just a way to call the energy because you can put your intention in your song, in your mouth, and then it brings forward the the magic or, you know, the healing, whatever needs to occur, whatever needs to happen for the person receiving the healing um, is a way to create ceremony. 
too. So we both of the times we met, and if I can talk about it, is that okay? If I can oh, talk absolutely. About it? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like, you know, when we learn about things and talk about things openly, we become less afraid of them and, and more open-minded, right? So both of the times we had song, and is this something that you, like, you meet, you met me and you decide at that moment you have intuition, what what you should use. Do you have different uh, tools, different songs? Because I know we did also a little bit of tarot. And it's not, you know, people a lot of times think that um, witches, it's more like predicting the future and telling you what will happen. It's not, it wasn't totally about that, right? It was all about healing and, and kind of telling what's going on and, and kind of um, helping me move forward without telling, it, it wasn't anything like telling me the future, right? Um, yeah. So is there something like, is your practice looks different from different people? Is it, is it something that fluctuates, depends on, you know, what you feel like that person may need? Yeah, it, it does depend. And But what I do is um, I structure session work the same way for each person where I open a container in the beginning. So I pray. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. I um, call in what the most important thing is. I call in the person who's receiving the energy work. If it's a tarot reading, I kind of, I'll sometimes mix the two or sometimes it'll just be tarot. Sometimes it'll just be energy work. What I do is I call that person's kind and benevolent spirits, their ancestors, their true and powerful self. So that might be also what you're feeling when you're like, I just feel really connected to this magic and like this center is because I'm calling in your spirits to hold you and be with you. Mm -hmm. And so what I do is I open the container, I listen, and I just listen to the spirits. I just ask them what is needed for this person. What does this person need to heal? What does this person need at this time? And so I have a lot of, I have multiple different modalities um, mm -hmm. that I draw upon, but I just listen to the spirits. And I basically what I do is I kind of, me, Kiki, I just move aside and I let them move through me. I let my own spirits move through me and help me do the work for the person for whatever is kind of needed. I have different songs that I sing and different instruments that I play. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of just listen to them. I'm really free flowing. I just kind of draw upon what I, what I have. I work at my altar every time I do a session for someone and yeah. so I work with my tools and um, work to kind of facilitate the ceremony that's needed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, I have to say it's a beautiful experience and I highly recommend it to everybody who is, you know, whatever is going on in your life, uh, even if nothing major is going on and you want to move forward, yeah. you want to step it up. I, I feel like there's always something I, I believe in a generational trauma and things that we yeah. carry that we don't even are aware. And I think that's what brought me to me that there's um, <clears throat> a lot of things that, um, that are just like in our genes almost, you know, like, mm -hmm. and then also, you know, when it comes to energy, 
everything is energy and you know even if somebody's gone i feel like this energy may stay here around and and um and sometimes some work is needed to to clear the path or whatever whatever the person needs it was a beautiful beautiful experience and i, I know we'll be seeing each other again <laughs> yes oh my gosh no i fully agree like i Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about a sponsor of today's episode. Yes, we have a first sponsor. I'm so excited. Feel Real is a platform and their main offer are real-time facilitated small group gatherings. How genius and how perfect it is for the times we are living in. Very. Um, I'm so excited to partner with them and to actually participate in one of their gatherings this evening, a community circle. And I'm so excited because their mission couldn't be better. Their mission is to create inclusive and authentic experiences for people to come together, to share stories and resources, to practice emotional wellness and mindfulness, and to build resilient and equitable communities. Oh my gosh, this is like music to my ears. <laughs> Their purpose is to co-create a just and sustainable world by holding space, wait for it, for the magic of human connection. Oh, love it. I, like I said, I'm going to participate in their first meeting today. But if you want to learn more about Feel Real, go to www.feelreal.net. Let's get back to no, our I episode. Agree. Like I, I feel like we hold the memories of our ancestors and our blood. So a lot of what I do is ancestral healing um, and really connecting folks to like their ancestral magic and, um, you know, really working on connecting people, like you said, to their gifts. Because I, I, I agree. I feel like everyone has gifts. Everyone has um a birthright to be connected mm -hmm. to their gifts and their magic. So, you know, what I want to support people in is clearing what does, what needs to be cleared in order to be more deeply connected to their magic and their sovereignty. And then really working on supporting that, okay, what needs to be brought in, you know, like what needs to be held in this process. And that's why I'm talking to you because you, you're creating this good magic in the world. <laughs> Is there like a favorite ritual or favorite thing process of healing you like to do, or is it there's no, um, no favorites? You just like the your work overall and what you do and work with magic and intuition. How how does it look like on your side? Is there's. Hmm. Oh gosh, I love singing. Um, it's funny because I never really considered myself a singer or a musician. <laughs> you like, sing beautifully. <laughs> I always was just like, I'm terrible at it, like whatever. But like when I started working with it in magic, I just started singing. And we learned that in school. We sing a lot. And we sung so much in school. And um, it started just kind of coming really naturally and um playing music really brings me joy and like I know we were talking about like making art so I love like the creative aspect yeah I think that healing and magic is so creative it can yeah. be so creative because we can create our own ritual and that's what I really love doing is creating my own ritual 
um, for my own personal healing, I create, I do my own ritual all the time. Like the spirits will just be like, go, whatever, go to the, this water and just go like do this dance at the water and like throw some roses in the water and like, you know, like wish for your healing. Like they'll just kind of tell me what to do. And I'm like, okay, like <laughs> you take the wheel. Like I'm just <laughs> a passenger in this. Um, so I think that I love the creative aspect to healing and ritual. Yeah. So ritual would be kind of like a thing you do to, to clean yourself up, to feel better. How would you, how would you, because I have a, for example, I have a ritual in the morning that just sets me up for a day. Right. And it's my, I called it the ritual. I don't, mm -hmm. maybe I don't, you know, throw the roses or dance, but I uh, get up, I read a little, I meditate I, yeah. you know, connect with myself. I let exercise. That's kind of like a ritual that puts oh, yeah. me in, the, in like a positive vibe and a good energy for a day, right? But yeah. I feel like um, it's so interesting this, uh, what you brought up, the creativity and ritual that you can create whatever means to you, right? Whatever, uh, I don't know dance or whatever to make yourself more free more connected to your right that's the purpose connected to your intuition to your soul self right how yeah. do you, how would you describe like what ritual is and and how people can create it for themselves yeah i think um ritual is so personal and i like you said i think that it is something that connects us deeply to ourselves and something i i find that's really important for me in ritual is the intention. So, you know, we have our like daily rituals. I think even brushing our teeth is like a, you know, a daily yeah. envy. Um, when we create ritual for ourselves, I do see it as this is the way that I'm showing up to myself. This is the way that I'm taking care of myself. And there can be ritual um, through the intention of okay, I'm going to create this ritual to bring financial stability for myself. Like I even see like bookkeeping or like budgeting as like a, a ritual that can be so magical and like create money magic for yourself. Or like it can be a ritual of um, inspiration. You know, there can be so many ways that we connect to ritual. And um, I love how you described like your daily ritual because I feel like that like it's a way you show up to yourself. Like yeah, it's like my self care, my self intention. I do it to feel better, to have a better day, to take care of myself. Right, that's the intention behind it. Right, Absolutely. that's so interesting. So really, everything in our day can be ritual if we pay attention and put attention behind it. Yes. Right, not just uh, yes. doing like a robot, but think about it. Like I always say, it's so funny. Maybe I think I'm witchy too. <laughs> Because I sometimes when I cook, okay, this is a secret. Sometimes when I cook for my family, I really put intention, like I make this food with love for you guys. Mm -hmm. And I also like to say it out loud to my daughters, like, hey, I made this breakfast for you with love. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this may be like a little ritual intention. I really like, to, I feel like, you know, when I touch the food, like I bring energy there and I really want to make sure that whoever I cook for, it's a it's a good energy. It's a good intention. So I always think about love when I cook, because food is apparently also Polish language of love. But uh, but maybe that's the ritual too, right? 
Well, what you're describing is um, kitchen witchery. Oh my God, I'm a kitchen witch. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so that's like a whole, that's a whole realm of witchcraft is kitchen witchery. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's putting intention into the food that you're creating. It's putting love into the food that you're creating and it's creating magic with food. Oh my God, I have my own witchy kitchen. <laughs> Love that. Let's talk about your art, Kiki. Okay. Because I, like I said, I, you know, I stopped you before the interview. I, I, you know, I kind of read when we initially made about you, but obviously now when we're talking, I want to talk about all aspects of you. So, you know, how uh, art comes to the play here. Um, what do you do? What kind of art? I know that those are installations, but tell me whatever you want to tell me about it and, and what does it mean to you and, and how it, it, you know, it brings the whole picture and kick it together as a witch and as an artist. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll start from the beginning. Um, so my mom is an artist. She's a painter mm -hmm. and she also comes from a lineage of women who were really beautiful artists, um, mm. different painters and collage artists. And so I grew up with my mom, you know, creating art, you know, in the home and being around her art. So I was really kind of immersed in it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I kind of started when I was younger in like painting, I do printmaking, so that's the main thing I focus on, although my art kind of has multi, multiple different facets. Um, so I'm a printmaker. So um, printmaking is the specific kind I do is I, I carve into either linoleum block or wood block mm -hmm. and then, you know, cover it in ink and then print it. And then, you know, I do different things with it, like I'll collage on top of it or um, with the Living Altar Oracle deck that um, Ilva and I created. It's all linoleum block prints. And then we we sewed organic matter onto the prints. Oh, my and God. Then, that's so beautiful. Yeah. So it's like a guitar deck that you created the pictures on it. And it's like an original artwork of tarot deck. Yes. And then we took, we wrote different spells, different poems, different songs, and we burned those spells and then took the ash and then rubbed it into the cards. So each card is like an, an invocation that holds an energy in itself. So about, I'm not sure how many years ago it was, maybe like seven years ago, I started making spelled art. So I started making ritual art and, um, I'm also a dancer. I dance and I do performance. Um, and then I kind of just started combining all of it together. Mm -hmm. And I, like I was saying with like healing and ritual, I really love the creativity and I love like connecting to the creative spirit. Cause I do feel like we all have a creative spirit and it's really a way to bring the divine through our beings and into, you know, like a physical form, whatever the medium might be, whether it be painting or drawing or printmaking. Um, I really just love connecting to that spirit and then being like, okay, what wants to move through me? I started making different 
films. So I like do like short films that are ritual films and like that are art films. Um, and then with the living altar with our Oracle deck, and then we also created an art installation. We also make different ritual art through film and um, cer ceremony too. And a lot of it is community centered because I really, I really believe so strongly in community and that through this process of um, collective change, we need community. You know, we mm -hmm. need to be connected to community. We need to be uplifting each other. And um, so a lot of the art I do is collaborative. Okay, so you like to work with uh, with other people and kind of like have this communal. That's beautiful. Oh my God, I wish just everybody had this freedom and courage to live live the including myself honestly to live alive so freely and openly and, and just like in this energy of creation i think it's so beautiful oh my gosh i mean i i want everyone to and i i think creation energy is it's that is life that is magic you know and however folks create with that or you know move through that whether it be creating magic in the kitchen with food, you know, yeah. um, you know, creating actual physical art, creating dance, creating music, you know, however, maybe it's through like technology, you know, like maybe it's creating company like Bill Gates. He's channeling his spirits. <laughs> exactly. Like, cause creativity can come through so many different ways. Oh my God, I so believe that. That's what's so beautiful about it, I think. And um, everyone has, you know, a different medium. I hear from people so much saying, oh, I'm not a creative person. I, I don't, I'm not creative. I can't make art. And I'm like, but you can, like, there's so many ways like that spirit wants to move through you. Cause that, that creative spirit is just our connection to the divine. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. Mm -hmm. So every, we all can be creative. Hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just taking the time and, you know, creating the space for that too, I think. Yes, yes. I even had a conversation this morning with somebody and I'm thinking about this a lot that, you know, we create... Religion is a different story, but we also have this all this societal rules, you know, like somebody was telling me today that, you know, we we just expect to like go to school, then graduate, then get married, then have kids yeah. and then this and then buy a house in suburbs. And and we just yeah. put each other uh, in these boxes that make us unhappy because we think that that's what we're supposed to do and that will make us happy instead of really connecting with yourself and really finding those um, nuggets that makes you special and magical and whatever it is and, and, and bring them to the world, right? And, and and don't look at the stupid rules that really don't apply or are, 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 don't make sense or are not really valid, right? Yes. Yeah, so many work to do. I know. Uh, <laughs> I have one question for my husband and it's like in a very good spirit but he was very interested he was very excited I'm talking to you and he asked me what are you doing on Halloween what witches are doing on Halloween <laughs> is that a special day yeah so um on the witch's wheel um Samhain is an on wait, wait what is witch's wheel Kiki. so it you need to speak a, to me Polish or explain it to me. So it is based in earth magic and it's the way that the the whole year 
is oh. is um so it's almost, like, a, like it's like a calendar. calendar. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then each season, you know, it's it's really based in elements. So each season has an element to it. So we're right now we're in autumn, so we're in in the northern hemisphere. Um, we're in water. So the, oh. the element is water at this time. And so we have different um, points on the wheel that are, um, you know, pinnacle or they're these kind of points of power. Yeah. And so we can draw upon that power through the witch's wheel. And on Halloween, it's based on the pagan holiday Samhain. And it's the time when the veil is the thinnest or, you know, we call it the final harvest, the soul harvest. So it's when we can be really connected to our ancestors because the veil is so thin. So it's that's when because that's how we celebrate it in Poland. You know, you go to cemetery, you think about mm -hmm. everybody who passed away and, and who is no longer with us. It's it's not candy and kind of fun. It's yeah. more kind of like a moment to stop and think about all, everybody who um, who left us. So that's the moment the veil is super thin. So so you really can connect to. Aww. Yeah, yeah, we can connect to our, you know, loved ones who have passed on, we can connect to our spirits, our spirits are like the closest, you know, when that, that veil is so thin. Um, and it's a really, really a time of like honoring that too. And then also connecting to our own souls. And like, what are we, you know, that we're in a time right now, we're in the harvest period. So it's like, what blessings are you receiving? What lessons are you learning during this time? And what actually needs to be released in order to receive the blessings? Yeah, so... Got it. I make, it makes total sense to me. I'm just, I'm just uh, analyzing in my head, but it makes total sense. Like harvest, like in nature, right? We are harvesting now before the winter so beautiful oh my god how, how this is like we went so far like you know i have this um deep deep need for connection with nature for the last several several months and uh, and we just went so far from it and i feel like that's what also make us really really unhappy you know all these blocks of cement surrounding us not even you know not even feeling this energy of, of nature. I think it, it really affects us on some level so negatively, you know, because we, we are all connected as a system and we are breaking that system, right? <clears throat> yes. So and really reconnecting to the rhythms and cycles, too, of nature and ourselves as well. I think that's part of that dismantling. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh. Mm. We need to talk about something positive by the end. I will ask you how everybody can find you and and heal with you and do their work, which I highly, highly recommend. Mm. It's beautiful work that you are doing. And I hope a lot of people will open their mind and, and, and try different things and and dig deep dig deeper into themselves. And, and you are a great help and, and, mm. and channel and medium through this for this uh but is there any kind of like advice general advice that you think because we are in such a weird moment like such a 
Um, uh, tough moment for a lot of people. I personally think it's super, it's extremely tough, but I think it's such a beautiful moment we are in, that we are awakening, that we are, you know, we had to slow down before because of the COVID and then a lot of other things that we did not think about because we were rushing so much in this life, in this world came up because there was a room to slow down and we started thinking about how we treat each other and, and other yeah. And other things came up, like, uh, you know, uh, racial injustice or, or whatnot. But what do you think that is advice, like how we can go through it and, and how we can really utilize this time as tough as it is mm-hmm. and as tough as these lessons are, right? And like how much work we have to do. <clears throat> uh, what is your advice there? Do you have any? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Um, and I know that probably, you know, each person could could have a very specific, but, but is there anything that it's like, I don't know, like a, like a general advice that we should, you know, dig into ourselves, like focus yeah. really, use the slowdown to really connect with ourselves. What is it? I don't know what, I don't want to put anything... Yeah. You don't have to say anything to it if you don't want to. I don't want to impress <laughs> you. No, I think that we are in su- we're in such a great change right now and we're in I... what a, what we kind of in the terror world call the tower times. And the tower when we pull the tower out of the tarot is called the tower of destruction. And it can look really scary. But really, it's a release of everything that is not uh, in resonance with our sovereignty as a collective. And I think the most important, I think my advice would be, um, is being in right relationship with ourselves and our altars and our magic. And I mean, a practical kind of integration around that and advice would be to create an altar for yourself, create an altar for your personal healing. And that can be very simple, but it's through the intention that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And when we connect to our magic, we can then be in right relationship with ourselves. We can then be accountable to ourselves. And like the more, I think the more people that can be in right relationship with their self with their self their altars though and then like navigating like okay what needs to happen what action needs to be taken right now on even a personal level because i think it can feel so overwhelming when we're like oh my gosh like there there's literally so much work to be done and i just also want to name that that work has been been happening for a long time and um but now we're seeing even a greater um, like awakening to it. So I think that the more people that can be connected to deeply to themselves and listen to themselves and listen to what is needed for themselves and their, their magic and their spirits, I would suggest through altar tending or altar work. That is a, it's a great, like physical way to connect to your healing. Um, and it can be really simple. I feel like sometimes we don't even know that we have altars. Like I have this one shelf that is like, there's a picture of my dad. I have an altar here, actually, I think. <laughs> because I have one crystal here. I have my kids here, my dad. 
and it's like a place that I look at it. You know, I come in to my little office here in the basement and I look at it and it's like this is the intention because be, behind everything what I do, right? This yes. crystal like represents this purity, this nature, the, my kids, obviously, my father who is a... Um, who is very who is very important and dear to me and it's all and it, it represents my values and my my backbone and, and it's it's kind of like I don't even know that I have this altar and I come in and I, it doesn't mean that I right that I have to like sit and meditate in front of it or uh, uh, you know sit down and and whatever do prayer it's just even this connection like you said of intention right so I think a lot of people already have their altars <laughs> absolutely I know I always say that like I'm a we make altars without even realizing it. Um, but when we then also make one with intention too, like this is a space for my, my healing. This is a space for my growth. This is my space for like my own integrity and accountability to myself. And then to the world, then I think that can be so powerful. It's simple, but so powerful. Oh, that's so beautiful. Even like a little vision board can be an altar, right? Like what are your intention for the future or what are things that are important to me? Oh my God, I have so many altars at my house now, Kiki. Oh my gosh, I know, right? Like we really don't do know. Yeah. No, unintentionally. We really are not, yeah. I, I love what you said. I think you know, connecting to self and not following the herd and whatever people are saying and just really understanding why you are here and what are your talents and what do you really want to do? It's, it's just the most beautiful thing. Um, I, I just wish it on every single person in this world. And you, you're so helpful with that. I really love our two session and I'm looking forward to more. And I hope this conversation kind of you know, my intention, talking about intention, like my intention to uh, of inviting you here was really um, to kind of open people's mind, that there are people, different people having different business and doing different things that are really helpful to this world. And they may look weird, they may look scary because you don't know them, but hopefully this little conversation can open some people's mind and and um, and um, make them more scared of witches. Because how can you be scared of you? <laughs> You're so beautiful. <laughs> You oh my energy. <laughs> well, I I totally agree. I think that there's a there's a cultural shift with witchcraft. It's we're seeing it, you know, d become destigmatized and magic become, you know, more kind of normalized and kind of integrated, you know, <laughs> into the into the mainstream. Yeah, totally, totally. Um. I totally agree with you. It's it's shifting and it's a beautiful shift. Oh my God, one more question pop up. Uh, but maybe we can talk about it when we are going to meet again. Tell me and everybody how they can find you, where you can find your, they can find your art or your um, healing and, and, and which services, which are beautiful. Um, tell me everything. And I, of course, I will link everything below this episode, but I want to, if you can share how, how everybody can find Kiki. Yeah. So I also go by Opulent Witch and my website. Wait, I'm sorry. Opulent Witch. Opulent, it means like abundant, right? Yes. I had to Google it before I talked to you. Like, no, I actually Googled it when I first met you. I was like, what does it mean, opulent? <laughs> it's like Venetian, like, you know, 
beauty, abundance, you know, like just this like energy of abundance. Um, so my website is um, www.opulentwitch.com. And then I'm same on Instagram. So I do like weekly collective readings and I post, you know, different ritual tips and healing, you know, advice on my, on my Instagram. And then, um, my, with my art project, it's the living altar. So it's called Mm -hmm. the living altar and we're on Instagram as the living altar. And then we also have a website called, uh, it's www.livingaltar.com. Um, I'll link everything below. Yeah, I'll I'll, um, make sure you get that link. And then, um, yeah, so that's how, basically how to find me. Um, That's those kind of are the main two things I do. Yeah, and if somebody wants to work with you, they can just reach out to the website or even DM you. I think that's how I started. No, I went through a website, but anyway, I will link everything below. Kiki, thank you so much. It was such an amazing conversation and and i just loved it i knew i was so excited for it i knew it would be amazing thank you for everything that you're doing with me or anybody else and just your work and your honesty and your freedom i think it's you know even if somebody won't choose you know your path or or it's just so freeing to see you kind of doing your work and your art and just living that that free connected to to your to yourself life Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored. Aww. <laughs> we'll, we'll chat soon. I will stop recording now because I feel like we are right before the hour. So, what do you think? Isn't it she interesting? Isn't it amazing the work she does? Um, like I said, I work with her a few times, a couple times as a part of my Um, journey to heal myself, to find myself, to align myself uh, with my values and with my true purpose in life and um, and I'm just so grateful that um, that um, I met Kiki and and that she agreed to be on this podcast. Uh, I hope you opened your mind a little bit and uh, to witchcraft and to mediums and to psychics. Um, like we said in the episode with Kiki, I believe we all have those talents. We just choose not to use them or channel them in a different way um, and bring them to world in a different way. So. There's nothing weird about it. There's nothing scary about it. It's a beautiful, beautiful craft, um, I believe, and and can be really helpful to people. Um, I hope to bring you another extremely interesting and beautiful and amazing guest soon and talk to you soon.